from Television City in Hollywood. Welcome to episode 94 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. We're nearing the century, Mark Gang. The most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt. Creaky chair and all. The man's the hour. Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. And I'm coming to you from the snow-covered and rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York. And there go my dad and her companion and his companion. Whoops, pronouns, pal. They're on their way to North Ams, and they're going to be in Boston tomorrow night. I'm recording this on Saturday, a rare Saturday record, probably the first time ever we've done this. It is Saturday, the 7th of December, 2019, 78 years ago today, the attack on Pearl Harbor that sent the United States into World War II. And they're going, they're going to stop off at my sister's house. Meanwhile, Uncle Jason is going to be headed over to Franklin Alley Social Club and Talk House for Babes in Troyland and the Franklin Alley Social Club Holiday Party, Christmas in July and December, for the second year running. And that's going to be the main topic of this here episode. We got a packed show, so let's get right to it. Let's get my plugs in here for my social media before we get there. You can follow me at, on Twitter, and by me I mean this podcast, at keep underscore podcast. That's on Twitter, right? Okay, yeah, got it. Instagram, civilian feed, Jason underscore 51838. Keep it to yourself. Facebook page is also available, and that's where the episodes drop. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Now that we got the new feed up, we're going to bring some classic episodes back from the vault or the archives, if you will, as the occasion warrants. I dropped episode 66 from last December, the first time I did interviews at both Talk House and Franklin Alley. Hope you enjoyed that. We're back to the present here in 2019 as we get near the end of the year and the decade. Holy smokes, hard to believe 2020 next year. Anywho, let's get back to the present here, but we will take a trip back into the past way back later on in this episode. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, it has been a couple of weeks here. <laughs> We're going to start with Thanksgiving. This is the vanity portion of the podcast, if you've been led to figure it out. Had a great Thanksgiving. You're probably wondering, how did you celebrate Thanksgiving? How did it go? Well, I had a great time. Wished all my friends happy Thanksgiving. And I texted Jimmy, said, you going to be out tonight? I said, no, I had a bit of the sniffles. And that's what told me not to go. That's what I told him. Plus, I wanted to stream All Elite Wrestling on YouTube TV, watch it on my phone. It was going to be a big show down in Chicago. So there was that. Then the day of Thanksgiving. You didn't hear that burp. Anyway, so the day of Thanksgiving, drove over to my sister's house about midday, left to go to my dad's companion's house 
in North Adams, Massachusetts. Not my Uncle Sid and Aunt Patty's, but we went to another part of town. That's the dryer going on. That's the washing machine. I don't know if you can hear it. It's been a busy morning here. Got my hair cut, doing laundry. Just having a little respite to record this episode, finally. Anyway, back to Thanksgiving, the lecture at hand. Had a great spread. We arrived just after 1 o'clock. Stayed there the whole afternoon. It had long since gotten dark by the time we left. Came home about 6.15. Took some leftovers home. No turkey, no stuffing. It was all sweet stuff. Like uh, cherry cake, chocolate chip cake. Dad brought home some more leftovers. When he came home uh, early Sunday, he wanted to beat the snowstorm. But it was all it was all good. <laughs> it was all good. Had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Worked on Friday. Saturday, met up with Jim Perillo. Big shout to him. Met up at the Henry Street Tap Room, just the two of us. We made it if we try we made it because we tried. Then I went out to dinner with a friend of mine named Lindsay. You've heard me mention her on the pod before. And that was about it, really. Sunday was quiet. It was mostly homebound because of the snowstorm. I did go out and do grocery shopping. And it was just all Strandedville from then on. I wound up calling into work for Monday morning the night before. Dad told me, you're better off not going to work. He wound up not going to work either, so it was just the two of us. <laughs> he faked the snow day. He went grocery shopping, and God bless him for it. The storm had let up somewhat, but then even more snow came down Monday night. It wasn't too much of a walk in the park to commute to work on two days. So I called him and said, hey, listen, Tuesdays, this is a Tuesday, a week where I have a Tuesday off. So I'll come in that day to make up for it. And I did, so I'm going to be paying some overtime. Some extra cash to pay for holiday presents. And speaking of the holidays, we're right balls deep in the holiday season. The shortest possible days between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Going to get my holiday shopping started this weekend. And there you go right there. That's a little catch up on what's been going on with me. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take a trip back in time. As this is episode 94 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, a look back at the year 1994. And everything looks so cold. John Cougar Mellencamp and Michelle Ndegocello playing us into this segment with Wild Night, their cover of the great Van Morrison classic, which came in at number 28. Not the This is the cover, not the original. The cover came in at number 28 on the Billboard Hot 100 charts for the second week of December 1994. 1994 was one of the more memorable years in the life of your humble host. Big news year, as most of them were in the 1990s. That fall, the Republican Party swept to power. Newt Gingrich led the way, swept the Democrats out of Capitol Hill. The contract with America and giving Bill Clinton his first real challenge as president. But there are other big stories that also took place in the year of 94. The earthquake of Northridge, California that happened on Martin Luther King Day, and I remember that well. I wasn't in Los Angeles, thank the Lord. I had that day off. For some reason, Mom had to work, so it was... Just me. I bounded downstairs. I was going to turn on the television, watch the Today Show. At 11 years old, I was in fifth grade when this happened. And then the TV flickers on. 
And I'm seeing images of just devastation all around Southern California, including this dreadful scene. So there was the O.J. Simpson chase that led to his capture and eventual trial. I covered this in a previous episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I'll have to dig that out in the archives. Hopefully they're still available over on Podbean. Farewell and good riddance. Charged me over $300 just to host a podcast. Friggin' pikers. Okay, where was I? Oh, yeah. Well, I've already covered that in the previous episode. I think it was episode number 80. I'm not sure where I covered the summer of 94. So if you can find in the archive you still have access, I will refer you to it there. If not, I'll just drop it at some other time. So stay tuned for that. I talked. To, I may not have talked about Woodstock 94. Actually, I didn't, Looking back, listening back to it. I did not talk about Woodstock 94, the 25th anniversary of the great... Three Days of Peace, Love, and Music did not take place at Max Yasger's farm this time. It happened in the little community of Saugerties, New York. My sister went there despite my parents' objections. She wanted one last fling before she went off to Nazareth College of Rochester, graduated high school that year. Well, my parents, mom and dad, mom, God rest your soul. God rest your soul, mom. Love you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays up there in the heavens. She went. She didn't get in that mud pile so far as I can make out. And then she went off to college, and that was quite a summer. My first visit to the New York State Fair, too. I talked about the O.J. Simpson chase, and here is part of that 911 call when Al Cowlings was behind the wheel driving the victim on a slow-speed chase down the Golden State Freeway. 911, what are you reporting? This is, this is AC. I have OJ in the car. Okay, where are you? Please, I'm coming up the five freeway. Okay. Right now, we all, we're all okay, but you got to tell the police to just back off. He's still alive, but he got a gun to his head. Okay, hold on a minute. Monica? He just want to see his mother. Let me get him to the house. There was also some good news to be had in 1994. Well, good news if you're an autocrat. Silvio Berlusconi, a previously unknown media mogul of sorts, the kind of the Rupert Murdoch of Italy, was elected as prime minister of that country. Well, I'm glad that hasn't happened here in the United States. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. But on the positive side, free elections were held in South Africa for the first time since the release of the late Nelson Mandela. This past week marked the sixth anniversary of his passing, by the way. And also, in the ever-burgeoning hope for the Mideast peace process, Yasser Arafat, Shimon Peres, and Yitzhak Rabin, leaders of the Palestine Liberation Organization and the President and Prime Minister of Israel, respectively, jointly won that year's Nobel Peace Prize. 
spoilers, one of them got assassinated next year. Also, there was a health scare in my family. My grandpa Bullet, Arthur Bullet Jr., got Alzheimer's disease. And I didn't even know what it was. There was no internet. We didn't have Wikipedia. That was years off in the future. I didn't even know what this was. And not only did my grandpa have that dread disease, former President Ronald Reagan was diagnosed with it. He would die 10 years later. Going to sports now, a little trip into pop culture. The Houston Rockets, Clutch City. Well, all the making of the dynasty, Clyde Drexler, Akeem Olajuwon. The Rockets won their first ever NBA championship in 1994, defeated the New York Knicks, who 25 years later made news themselves and not very good. David Fisdale is out as their coach, and things aren't really going to get any better for that franchise. If I was a fan, I would have just given up hope. Fuck you, James Dolan. Fuck you in the ass. I'm sorry if it got dirty, but I'm just expressing my opinion. I don't root for a team in the NBA. I just, I'm just a fan of the league. I'll watch casual. I'll watch Sunday afternoon when there's nothing on, absent football. The Dallas Cowboys did it to the Buffalo Bills again. The Bills actually had the lead in this Super Bowl, which was even sadder. Cowboys won their second Super Bowl in a row. The New York Rangers in the National Hockey League won their first Stanley Cup since 1940. I also covered that a bit in episode number 80 of the podcast. be no highlights of the World Series in Major League Baseball in 1994. Play stopped after the games of August 11th of that year when Major League Baseball failed to come to an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement with their Players Association and that effectively and eventually put an end not only to the rest of the 94 regular season but also canceled that year's postseason and World Series. If you were a fan of the Montreal Expos, it was a crying shame. Because they had the, one of the best records in Major League Baseball. And they were primed to go to the World Series when labor troubles stopped play. I mentioned the Expos in 94 a few times on the podcast. What a time to bite my nails there. I apologize for that. Sorry if you heard that. However, there are also the 1994 Winter Olympics. First time ever that the Summer and Winter Games would alternate every two years. Held in Lillehammer, Norway. It was the Winter Games that belonged to Dan Jansen. He finally won a gold medal in speed skating. And, of course, there was the whole imbroglio between Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, which all this was preceded by an attack on January the 6th. 
This is going to be very uncomfortable listening, however brief this is. So thankfully, I kept it brief. I did not go to any lengths to record the whole Megillah, the attack itself. Just watching the video on YouTube from which I pulled this audio was just disgusting in its own right. However, they were both overshadowed by this Ukrainian skater by the name of Oksana Bayul. And to a prepubescent Jason Bullet, boing, I was just about ready to go through puberty. I would be 12 years old by the time 1994 came to an end. And speaking of big international sporting events of great importance, there was the World Cup that was held right here on these shores for the first time ever. Memorable moments opened in Chicago the same day of the OJ Chase. And Arnold Palmer's last ever U.S. Open. I watched this great document. I've mentioned it before. If you can get it online, it's called June 17th, 1994. All this stuff was happening while the OJ chase was going on. Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Opening of the World Cup. New York Rangers Stanley Cup Victory Parade. All that and anything else you could think of. Brazil won it against Italy in a shootout, which kind of was anticlimactic and almost but didn't necessarily kill world soccer, at least their attitude toward in the United States. I just got a text from my dad's partner trying to see if the curling iron's been unplugged in the bathroom. Don't want to cause a fire hazard. If, if this place burns down, if Bullet House gets raised to the ground due to fire of my own stupidity, this one is on me. I'll certainly take the biggest L of my life. Tommy Moe also got, I forgot to mention Tommy Moe in the Winter Olympics. A little slight mention for him. And, of course, that success of the World Cup helped spur the start of Major League Soccer, MLS, two years later. All right, back to the, well, actually, we're going to go to the births here. There weren't too many births here. As I, the years get short, there's going to be, we get further down the line, there are going to be fewer human births and more concepts that were brought into the world in 1994. Going the year. So in 1994, sorry for the stumble there, the Channel Tunnel, the Channel, an underwater tunnel that linked the United Kingdom and France was opened in 1994. Trains could go down from Folkestone, England, all the way to the Calais, France. Internet radio. You can now, nowadays, you can stream radio stations from all over the world. A college in Wisconsin got their start on the internet radio front. Amazon, you may have heard of them. They got their start in 1994 from Humble Beginnings. I wonder what happened to them. Ditto for America Online. You got mail. The country of Palau came to being in 1994. As for actual human beings, a big man in the NBA, he made history last night, scored 30 points in the first 25 minutes of the game. I forgot what they, I forgot what they faced last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo was born in 1994. Julius Randle, ex of the University of Kentucky and Los Angeles Lakers, now with the stinky, stanky New York Knicks, was also born in 94. Jared Goff of the Los Angeles Rams, he was in the Super Bowl earlier this year. He too was born in 94. Allie Reisman, gold medal gymnast for the United States, leading the charge against another stinky, stinky creep, Dr. Larry Nasser, and God bless her for it. Joel Embiid, trust the process, Philadelphia 76ers. Also born in 94. Let's get out of sports, shall we? Actress Dakota Fanning, daughter of Melanie Griffith, was born in 94. Harry Styles of One Republic. Carlos Correa of the Houston Astros. And, of course, everybody's favorite Canadian you love to hate, and not comedian, 
Comedians like ragging on this person. Justin Bieber was born in 94. Unfortunately, as there is life, so must also be death. I think death is necessary for life to go on. And a lot of luminaries left in 1994. Richard Nixon, former president, embroiled in Watergate, was forced to resign before he could be impeached. Ayrton Senna, a Brazilian Formula One driver, was killed in the Italian Grand Prix in Monza in 94. I mentioned the OJ trial earlier, the chase. Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman were murdered at the hands of OJ Simpson. Kim Il-sung, the, the first leader of North Korea. Cesar Romero, he played the Joker on the Batman TV series. Oh, ho, 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 delicious. Linus Powling, a biologist of sort, helped discover DNA. Well, not discover DNA, had molecules. I forgot what his claim to fame was, but so long since I wrote all this down. Jackie Kennedy Onassis, I remember Mrs. Shuff in fifth grade. Somehow she dragged in the TV from the AV club when we watched the funeral. For why, I don't know. <laughs> Tip O'Neill, former Speaker of the House when Reagan was in office early on. Kojak himself, Telly Savalas, passed away in 94. Hey, Fish. Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Pat Buttram, an actor and voice artist. I remember him from Garfield and Friends, but he also was a prominent part of Green Acres. Harry Nilsson, the great singer from the 70s, he passed in 94. Going back to country TV, I read, listened to this episode of Mobituaries about the rural purge of CBS in the early 70s. One of the programs to get the axe was the Andy Griffith Show. Hal Smith, he played Otis the Town Drunk. And he also voiced Goofy after the passing of Pinto Kolvig. Dinah Shore, great actress and daytime television show host. Joseph Cotton, influential Hollywood producer. Citizen Kane, anyone? Bill Hicks, a contemporary of George Carlin. He, By the way, he had the same birthday as me, 16th of December. John Candy, oh, this struck me as an 11-year-old. Great actor. I saw him in Spaceballs. He was wonderful in that. He also had some great movies like The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Walter Lance, the animator of Woody Woodpecker, passed in 94. Mel Melina Mercuri, Greek actress and activist. Charles Bukowski, one of the Beat authors. Beat generation, that is. Great actress, Jessica Tandy. Great actor, Burt Lancaster, notable for a role in this movie called The Swimmer, where he was just this weirdo who just showed up in people's pools and swimming them. And you loved it! Well, I've never seen the movie. I don't want to see it now. Harriet Nelson, the wife of Ozzy and mother of the late Rick Nelson. She passed in 94. Raul Julia, actor, took his own life. Wilma Rudolph, legendary sprinter, won a gold medal in 1960 Rome Olympics. Cab Calloway, great jazz singer. Losing tonight. One person who didn't go to heaven, but he went to the bad place. Jeffrey Dahmer, serial killer. And finally, to round out this list, I go back to the World Cup. On July 2nd of 94, the U.S. faced Colombia. Actually, it was earlier than that. It was the last group stage match of the World Cup. It was June 22nd, I believe. I was I had already graduated from fifth grade at Division Street School. I was headed to Maple Avenue Middle School later that year. Andres Escobar and Colombia faced Team USA. And Escobar tried to clear the ball, but instead, this happened. Goal! 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 
Back to pop culture to wrap this up. The top film of 1993, given at the 1994 Oscar ceremony, Schindler's List. Nominated for 12 Oscars, won 7 of them. The top grossing film, though, was at one time one of my favorite movies of all time, Forrest Gump, starring Tom Hanks. Grossed over $330 million. It won Best Picture at the following year's Oscars. Hate to spoil the 95 segment for you for the next episode. Controversially beat out Pulp Fiction, one of my favorites of all time, another of them, for Best Picture. At that year's Grammys, 93 that is, Best Album was The Bodyguard Soundtrack and the Best Song, I Will Always Love You, which I find annoying and I will not poison your ear holes with it. So there you go right there. That's 1994 and over the look shoulder back at that year. And now, back to 2019, as I take you now to the collar city of Troy, New York, Hipster Haven of the Capital Region, Sin City of Rensselaer County, and yours truly seemingly second hometown in upstate New York these days. <laughs> I'll have a cough there, never mind, sorry if you heard that. As I take you now to Babes in Troyland and Christmas in July and December, and let's have some festive music, please. How much fun it's gonna be together Alright folks, I'm at the talk house I'm upstairs and this is the person I interviewed in a previous episode earlier this year It is... Mackenzie Mackenzie is here and uh, we both have Santa hats Now that you can see it or anything <laughs> So Mackenzie, it's been quite a year 2019 for you A banner year for you It's been an amazing year for me Yeah, graduated from dental school And that was two months after you made your last appearance on this yep. podcast I interviewed you on one of my favorite episodes, and that was going downstairs to do a show at Franklin Night. Not the whole thing, but uh, almost chronicle a night of trivia down there. Yes, I love that So you're up here at Tonk House, and I don't know if this guy just walked in wants to go and buy himself, or he's oh, he just passing through. All right. Yeah, so, scoping out the scene. So uh, I was uh, working for a person like Heidi Bennett. Has that been, uh, been good? It's amazing. She's one of my favorite people, so it's kind of nice. I it's get to see be, her and I get to work with her. It's got to be quite an interesting dynamic trying to work with one of your closest friends. That's got to be. It's awesome. I don't know how I do knowing Frank and Heidi as well <laughs> as I do. <laughs> All right, it's well, fun. All right, well, it's a little quiet here, so you might have some customers coming in. I'm just going to be moving around and about. Okay. All right, so well, thanks for talking to Mackenzie and happy holidays. You too, Jason. Folks, we made it to the uh, made it to the uh, what would be the reception area here at Talk House, and I'm talking with your name Ariel from Ariel. Barden Baker. I'm from Barden Baker. Uh, this is a this opened last year, in case you forgot. So, uh, what's it been like working at Barden Baker? Oh, it's been great. We've been open for about a year, and I was mm-hmm. one of the first people there, so been oh, yeah. the whole time. And of course, Charlotte sends her best. I interviewed her last year on my podcast, and she was upstairs in the. I think she was upstairs right about. Where yep, we were upstairs last year. 
Yeah, switch things around here, I noticed. Yeah. So um, for the listeners who are unfamiliar with Barn & Baker, just give like a brief little blurb about what the business is all about. Sure. So we're a board game cafe that encourages people to sit around a table and play board games. Mm-hmm. And we provide them bones. with good food and uh, good drinks. I know, because I was there last year. It was really good. I think I had a uh, hot chocolate. Thank you. Yeah. That with rice milk. It was really good uh, stuff. And the board game selection is great. Over 500 games now. Yeah, even cribbage too, which uh, I enjoy playing. Which is great. All right. Well, thank you, Aria. Thanks for talking with us. I really appreciate it. No problem. You have a great day. Oh, midnight in the ghetto street. A desperate boy who wants something to eat. Cause he's dead on his feet. To the man in the squad car, it's just his beat. Well, folks, we're rolling. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've made it downstairs now to the world-famous Franklin Alley Social Club, full service for-profit business, about to be two years old. And joining me is uh, one of the proprietors of this said establishment, Mr. Frank Sicari. How you doing, Frank? Hey, Jay, what's going on? This is like your third appearance, I guess. Is it third already? Wow. I would think so. And I'm talking over what is one of my least favorite uh, holiday songs right now. I'm glad I don't have the rights to this. <laughs> wonderful Christmas time. Paul McCartney, and it's hard to have a wonderful Christmas after hearing that. But give the respect, man. Uh, the Beatles and all that. Uh, I have a cool of this. I'm a little. I can do a whole of this song, you know? <laughs> uh, that's so, pretty good. All right. Well, that impression out of the way. Uh, we're coming up on two years of Franklin Alley, and what a year it's been, man. I know. I can't believe it. Two years. Wow, wait. Time flies when you're having fun and trying to run a non uh, full service for profit business. I almost said non profit. <laughs> Oops, my bad. It does feel like that sometimes. <laughs> so, um, this has been quite a year for you. I, I hate to bring up personal matters, but when you celebrated your birthday, you said you're going to take a little less time away from the business, even though you're still an owner. But you're gonna Yeah, just trying to find balance between, you know, personal life, married life, yeah, with, uh, all that stuff, and, and work. It's a lot. Two businesses, so it's, it's a lot to juggle. So I'm just yeah. trying to find the balance. Yeah, even though one more frequently used than the other. I mean, Heidi takes care of... Uh, your wife, the woman to whom you're related by marriage, takes care of business upstairs with weddings today. Yeah, she does most of the work, and I do all the setting up tables and chairs and all that fun stuff. So. Oh yeah, finding finding the bride and groom up to the rooftop because I've seen those exactly, IG yeah. stories. Oh yeah, that's always fun. Oh yeah, so this is a great business right here. I mean, this is this is. I really fell in love in Troy when this business opened. It started earlier with Cock House, but then all these new businesses came in. We're near the end of the decade. How much has changed, man? It's crazy, my parents, right? My parents were here for the Victorian Stroll when we just moved to Half Moon in 2010 in the rolling hills of Saratoga County. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't much that they said. I'm like, I'm going to tell them, hey, wait till the end of this decade. There are going to be a lot more new businesses that are going to be opening up downtown. It's amazing how much it changed. Yeah, I moved to Troy. I think eight years ago, uh, around there, and it's, I mean, I can't believe the difference yeah. in those years. One concern I have is down on 4th Street, and there's like this, like, it has to be condos or something. I know people yeah. moved up from Brooklyn because yeah. they were getting gentrified out of their own. Wow, that girl, they decided to move up here and renovate the town. Now yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm kind of worried about Troy in that respect. I know more people are moving here, but they took out a parking spot just so they could build a condo. This could be like Brooklyn North. Yeah. Not just for upstairs, but for people want to come in and just, you know... Uh, it's true. Yeah. Park is definitely a concern, but I think they they have some plans to work on it. I mean, hopefully that comes through. 
But also, I mean, as the city grows, you got to just figure out people just got to walk more, figure out yeah, public transportation more. Yeah, well, some businesses are uh, not made, like psychedelic tests, and I enjoyed the one time I was here. It was like Victoria School years ago. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but uh, I really enjoyed coming here. I was very excited that you were going to open this place. And, of course, I was more excited when you did start doing trivia here. So <laughs> I got something to do with my Wednesday nights now. Uh, you've been great. We appreciate all your, uh, you know, just coming out and supporting us. And all the support you give me on the podcast, of course, is great. I've really been talking this business, man. Just oh, yeah. Reminds everybody. I really appreciate it. So, Frank, uh, this has been the longest interview I've done this whole show. And uh, I certainly thank you for coming on. And uh, I wish you and Mrs. Zakari, the woman doing really by marriage, to a happy and healthy holiday season. Same to you, Jay. Thank you today. And continue success with your business. If you're on your bike tonight, you wear white. Thank you. Kristen Jackson. Hi, Kristen Jackson. So, I've been here in past years. You kind of charge people five dollars just to get in. Why did the decision decide to make it free admission to the public? Um, because in previous years we had upstairs as well. Oh yeah. And that was kind of a complicated. Getting upstairs was, I'll be honest, it was a pain in the tush for the oh, vendors. Oh yeah. I know. So I decided this year to not have upstairs vendors, okay. and I didn't want to half the amount of vendors and still charge an admission. Oh yeah. Okay, so that was a good that was a good idea right there. Okay, so we got to All right, so what made you decide? Hey, we're gonna have Talk House help this market here. What prompted you to do that? Well, I have to say, I took over Troyfully and Babes in Troyland from uh, just. McEnany who used to host it and so she did I have to say she did all of it the first time so I just continued it but I kept doing it because the tack house is awesome and Heidi and Frank are awesome and it's such a good space and it keeps it in downtown Troy and it's great Oh yeah, I know Frank from high school and I got to be friends with his wife too, so yeah. I'm quite uh, familiar with how this business works. And also downstairs, Franklin Alley Social Club. Yeah. So also one thing about Troy Flea, uh, have you found a, somebody to run the summer summer flea market? Because I've done, I've done that in past years and uh, I was pretty sad that it had not happened though. We, we didn't do it this past year, unfortunately. Um, you didn't do there, it in 2018 either, did you? No, we did. No, we didn't do it in 20. No, we did in 2018. Oh, you did in 2018, but you didn't do it this past summer. Right, right. And that just happened. There was too many balls I was juggling, and oh, unfortunately yeah. that... Frank... We had, my, we had to take a sabbatical, I call it. Yeah, my good friend Frank Sakari can certainly sympathize with you in that regard yeah. with... Uh, but we hope to be back... In 2020. 2020. All right, that sounds good. Well, thank you, Kristen. It was a great, great chatting with you. Good luck with everything, and happy holidays to you and your family. Yes, thank you. Come on, man. What are we doing out there, man? 
I just wanted to say once again as we wrap this episode, thanks to everybody for their participation. Frank Sicari, the co-proprietor of Talk House at Franklin Alley Social Club. Mackenzie Holmes, who tends bar regularly at Franklin Alley. Aria from Barn and Baker. And also Kirsten Jackson of the Troy Flea Market. I just wanted to wish them and their families a happy and safe holiday season and all their best in the new year 2020. As for this episode, thanks for listening. You can listen in all the places I mentioned at the top of the show. I hope to be back next week, but in all likelihood, it's going to be the last episode of 2019 and the decade, the 2010s. But anyway, I'm going to make up for last night right here instead of playing licensed music, which I really shouldn't. I'm going to sing a little karaoke here. I'm going to make up by singing The Smiths or Morrissey. Hopefully that uh, stopped me if you think that you heard. So, alright, enough of the long pause. I'll just edit this out. So thanks for listening as always. I'll talk to you on the next one. And as always, and as above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hit it, maestro. Try it again. Sorry to interrupt the end of this podcast, but I forgot some podcast shout-outs, which I usually do at the end of the episode before I wrap it up for real. I'm going to do them right now. Just want to shout-out the Break It Down show. P.A. Turner has some great guests. Herb Thompson of Green Beret. Evan Syatt, which I enjoyed. Comedy and Intelligence. Well, like NSA stuff. And also Brad Johnson. No, not that one. And also greetings from Allentown. Peter Winston took a look back at an episode of NWA Pro. Not NWA Power. No longer with Jim Cornette. An episode of NWA Pro that aired November 19th, 1988. So shout out to you guys as I wrap it up here. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.